Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked and loaded, ready to go on the road to episode 200. We really appreciate you guys sticking by us for all this time. We hope that the show has gotten continuously better and better as the years have gone on. Uh, really appreciate the support from each and every one of you. Whether you listened once, whether you've listened a thousand times, we really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you share out um, the shows every single week. Uh, we are available on all your favorite streaming sites. All right, that's enough shilling. We've got a loaded show today, guys. We've got the Alavila firing and what does it mean for this Detroit Tigers team going forward. Um, we're talking uh, AEW and WWE news coming out of the week, right? We finally got the AEW Trios tournament going on. Uh, we've got Triple H Creative Direction. He keeps delivering bangers, so we're going to keep talking about it. Um, we've got Lions first preseason action as well as episode one of Hard Knocks out there. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then to end the show, the last division in football, the AFC West positional rankings we're going to get into next week. Mike, are we doing NFC? We're doing NFC division winners rankings. And then the following week we're going to do AFC. And then we're going to do who's the best roster in football is. That's going to be our picking every single yep, game week. Yep, exactly. So lots of good stuff coming your way, guys. Really appreciate all the support. Thank you for sticking with us here as we get ready for another awesome NFL season for your Detroit Lions. But let's jump in, Mike, early here. Let's jump on the baseball field here. Al Avila, after 22 seasons with the team, uh, I think seven as general manager. I think 2015 was when he was hired. Um, he gone. He's gone. Um this season, as we've talked about previously, has been nothing but short of an absolutely unmitigated disaster. Um, the injury bug has not helped. I will, I will throw that out there. I don't, I can't imagine Hat losing three of your best players pretty much immediately after Week One. Um, but this season, clearly a waste of time. No real point in watching Tiger baseball right now. Um, Alavilo's gone, right? You make a couple big signings, right? The Rodriguez signing, absolute disaster. Um, the Javi Baez signing right now has been hit or miss, to say the very least. Uh, Casey Mize gets hurt. Torkelson does not immediately become a Hall of Famer, so unfortunately for Tigers fans. <laughs> um, but he's gone. And, and it's a move that I don't think a ton of Tigers fans were expecting during the season. Uh, Chris Illich making that move. And now it, this comes down to this is a humongous, humongous offseason for the Detroit Tigers, right? And, and what happens? Um, we know now that A.J. Hinch is not going to be in the running to have, like, total baseball control, which is good. I don't really see the benefit in doing that. Um, give me your thoughts, though, Mike, on Avila getting the can. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's about time, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Uh, I was a little bit shocked it happened during the season, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a crapshoot anyway. Yeah, so it I, really I was. What was the difference? Yeah, it really was about time. I think the reason I think it should they should have probably done it before the trade, trade deadline, deadline because yeah. then at least maybe you could have like did, yeah, but then you got move some people. Moving, but but so. yeah, it is what it is at that yeah. point. But uh, I think it's about time that it's come. Yeah, uh, kind of like my point on Dwayne Casey a little bit from the Pistons. Yeah, I think like it's just like. It's like coming, yeah, you and you're just kind of like waiting for it to happen because <laughs> yeah. I don't think like they're gonna be there long term. Right. And this team was finally at the point where we're gonna be competing and not rebuilding anymore. Yeah. And then now they're just selling their whole team again. So yeah. I think it's just finally done for him to go away. Yeah. Say sorry. You kind of yeah. sucked. No offense. 
Let's get some well, and the thing is, too, is, right, so, like, when he first got hired as GM, right, they go out and they do all these signings of the Jordan Zimmermans and the, and all those type of guys. You go out there, and, and it doesn't work, right? Clearly, you get swept. I don't even know. They don't even make the playoffs. Um, and then immediately no. from there, right, you, you sell off everybody, right? You sell off the Verlanders and, you know, everybody you can to go into this rebuild. And everybody, I think, in Detroit, Royals, like, okay, listen, We've had about a 10-year run here where we've mm-hmm. kind of been in contention, right? A couple of World Series appearances, um, AL- ALCS appearances. Like, they, they had a pretty solid run there. Um, and then, so when you go into the rebuild, you go, okay, listen, I get it. This is going to take some time, right? This is not going to be a very good baseball team. And I thought they started out right, hiring a guy like Ron Gardenhire, a, a fundamentalist through and through, right? Knowing you're not going to win a lot of games, we got to get these young guys ready. Mm-hmm. And now, but going into this offseason, right, you sign some bigger names, right? You're getting people out there. You're, like, this is the time where you're supposed to have this super explosion, right? Competing for a wild card berth. Like, you, you saw a lot of positivity coming out from last season going into this season. This year feels like, man, we just, there's no pulse. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There is not a damn thing that anybody's excited about this Detroit Tigers team right now. And so you've taken a massive step back or multiple steps back. So now it's like you got to like re-collaborate and be like, okay, we got to figure out what the hell we're going to do here. Mm-hmm. You can't go back into a rebuild. There's nothing to build. There's nothing yeah. to rebuild. You haven't built anything yet. Um, so I'm not going to go into like names. I know people really want Theo Epstein, the guy who helped get the Cubs to a World Series, but then proceeded to completely – demolish the team so i don't really necessarily know if going into people i don't think anyone's going to be all that noteworthy if we start going into general manager candidates a week after it's firing yeah um but do, do you think that they need to go back and like take a couple steps back and try to trade some of these guys they just brought in do you think that they can salvage this team i mean where are you at with kind of the roster construction right now because i don't think they're they're not a super old baseball team you have a lot of young guys playing a lot of innings for you right now yeah, I mean, I think I think this team just needs a, a big deep dive on yeah. I think there's like four or five guys yeah. that I look at and I'm like, okay, you got to keep these guys. Yeah. Everyone else like you can keep like the Riley Greens, your Torkelsons, yeah. your mm-hmm. your Mize and your Scoobles and stuff. Yeah. And even Scooble I think is a little iffy depending on yeah. your timetable of when you think you're going to be good. Um and I think the rest of the team is basically like all right, it's fair pickings. If you if, <laughs> if you want to if you want to trade out a lot of these guys for yeah. for picks or whatever, I think I think it's the move. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think there's know. a lot. Yeah, there. I think this hiring is going to be extremely important for the future of the team, right? Because it's a new direction, right? So I, I'm I'm not necessarily all that in bed impressed with Chris Illich as an owner so far. I think he's kind of sat around and been like, no, no, this is totally fine. Um, I think it was an easy move to bring in Steve Eiserman, right? So clearly that was an easy one. So he's kind of just kind of putting his feet up when it comes to the wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I don't think he wanted to make this move. I really, really don't. I think this was something that came from everybody was like, listen, dude, this team is drowning. You have to make this decision. Like, yep. e- even if we don't have an idea who we want to hire yet, this, you have to, you have to make this move. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't go into a whole nother five years of this crap. Um, so I think that, I think this decision was relatively forced upon him a little bit. So I'm not overly confident in what he's going to do because and he could shock me but he has not spent like the owner where like his dad was where you know 
he went out and he was like, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to go get the guy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get Scotty Bowman to go lead us to a Stanley Cup, right? I'm going to go get Jim Leland. I'm going to get Dave Dombrowski, and I'm going to give him the money and the tools necessary to build me a freaking championship team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Chris Dillage is willing to do that. I don't know if Chris yeah. Dillage is that guy. So I, I'm, I'm patiently waiting. Um, you know, he opened up the pocketbook this year for the, for a couple guys, and it really hasn't panned out, which scares me because it's like, well, I opened up the the money, we signed Javi Baez, we signed Rodriguez, or whatever, and it didn't. And what did it get us? It got us fourth place in the AL Central. And you go, yeah, it, it's kind of I think hard at times to be like, yeah, let's maybe we just stay the course, and yeah. you know, maybe injury luck doesn't hurt as bad. So a little nervous for the for the future of the team. So uh, we're gonna be keeping our ear to the ground on that. You know, as the uh, potential candidates emerge and all that good stuff. And obviously when they hire somebody, we'll talk about it. We'll go through their resume. Um, but just an interesting thought. 22 years. Go. You like go. You go. Good job. Egon. Goodbye. Yeah. See you later. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had a, we had a fun run. Sure. Let's, I, I can't even say we had a fun run actually. No, 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 you're, not, you're no. not even on that. No. All right. Cause I didn't believe it when I said it. No, yeah, he's po- yeah. He's pooped. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Let's just focus here a little bit here. Let's jump in the squared circle, Mike. Uh, we talked last week about the AEW Trios titles and the potential tournament, um, and mm-hmm. now we've got the actual tournament. And needless to say, I'm a little upset. Um, not upset in the in the sense where I just think this tournament's going to suck. That's not a fair assessment. However, I'm also not overly thrilled with the fact that my boy Adam Cole and my other boy Kyle O'Reilly and my half a boy Bobby Fish is half a boy. <laughs> Is not in this tournament. You know, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, still a little banged up, um, which does not help things. But going through the tournament real quick, Mike, we've got the Death Triangle, which is Pac, who is the All-Atlantic champion currently as of this recording, uh, and uh, Penta and Ray Phoenix versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. We saw them at uh, Forbidden Door, if if you're forgetting. Uh, the next contest is Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh versus the Young Bucks and a question mark mystery partner who was Brandon Cutler supposed to not be Adam Page based on AEW Dynamite. On the other side of the bracket, we've got the House of Black versus the Dark Order with Adam Page in their corner. Question mark, question mark. And then the last one, clearly the best one of the bunch, we have the Trustbusters. I'll give you five seconds to look up who that is. Versus the best friends. <laughs> so eight teams here. Um, I think one half of the bracket is stacked, and the other half of the bracket is doggy doo-doo outside of one team, really. Um, if, if Brody Lee, God rest his soul, was still here, I think the Dark Order would be a much heavier favorite in this, but now they're not even on television anymore. So mm-hmm. um, you've got three teams that really have no business being there, and then House of Black on one side, and then you've got nothing but bangers on the other um okay i i want to get all this hate for the best oh, friends oh i'm giving hate on the best friends i don't i don't mind the best friends. i i think they're fine i just think they're like that elevated jobber tag team right now sure but i still like them yeah i think they're fine like, actually you know, let's let's rephrase that even more yeah i like orange cassidy yeah, i don't see, really care for the best i friends. think he's like once again i think he's fine but like, i like, i don't have an issue with orange cassidy i just think in this particular scenario yeah. they they're not a cohesive six-man group right yeah. like that's the part that i'm having an issue uh-huh. here so yeah. that's why i'm just kind of like okay okay um they're a team where you could put them on television be like oh look it's beretta it's chucky e. t it's it's orange casting and it's over all yeah. right cool um 
thoughts on the bracket as a whole and the fact that I'm still a little cranky that my guys aren't on it. Well, we, we've been known that you guys weren't going to be on I it when they came know. out and said, I'm still hurt, and I'm yeah. not medically clear. I said, well, that sucks. Um, <sighs> but but if we if we have any faith in Tony Khan, you know you're going to get the match you want down the line. So we, we, we live and we die. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I think one half of the one half of the bracket is absolutely just banger galore, yeah. and then the other half of the tournament is – Fine. We'll be, we'll be, yeah, we'll be like fine slash yeah. good, yeah. which will end up being a good final because whoever team, basically the top right of that bracket, one of those teams will be in the in the final, <laughs> right. and I'm okay with both of those teams yeah. being in the final for the most part. Yeah. Um, sure. but yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I'm interested. Do, do you think the that it's definitely Kenny to be their mystery partner? I, 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 I can't, I can't think of anyone else it yeah. could be. Right. Like the only other name that even would pop into my mind is Jay White, yeah. but they're doing their semifinal slash final of the G one mm-hmm. on Wednesday and Thursday next week, yeah, and the Bucks fr- and the Bucks first match is Wednesday. Right. If they if the Bucks first match was because like Osprey and them have their first match, I think it's like the f- the Wednesday after. Right. Like if that was the Bucks first one, then I could be like, okay, you could make the argument Jay White will come back from Japan. Right. The week after and do it, but like yeah. because of the Bucks aren't part of the Bullet Club right now. Yeah, so exactly. Like, They're in their own separate thing. Hard, you know. Yeah. So I I think it it almost has Clearly to be Kenny, Kenny yeah. unless you have it be Brandon Cutler, which I think would be the dumbest thing ever. Now here's the thing: I would not be shocked if the Brandon Cutler comes out and then Kenny like comes out a little bit later. In I would be shocked. So my 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 original thing was Hangman was going to walk out to be a part of the group, yeah. and the Bucks were like, "Actually, Ooh. we have someone else in mind." Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Brandon Cutler comes out. He's like, "Yeah, I'm part of this team," yeah. and the Bucks are like. Actually, because that actually probably works better with Brandon Cutler than with Hangman. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't undermine Hangman. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I definitely think at the end of the day, Kenny Omega will be walking out on Wednesday either to open the show, probably to open the show to give you a spark, or to end the show. So do you think that it's pretty much set in stone that the Bucks and, and it is Kenny and that it, they're winning this whole thing? I think they have to. I think yeah. I think they put Dragon Lee in that six-man that they're going against to yeah. take the fall. Yeah. For that team, their first round, and then the second round, I think Osprey and Aussie Open are gonna are gonna beat yeah. Death Triangle yeah. if we're doing predictions. Yeah. I think you're gonna get Osprey and Kenny do like a couple face to face things because yeah. they hate each other on Twitter for some crazy reason, <laughs> and then but I think like someone from Aussie Open will take the fall. So you have guys yeah. that are there that can take falls. Yeah, I think Death Triangle would be a hard one because I don't know who would take the fall on Death Triangle really because. No, 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 Death Triangle. Oh, Death Triangle. Like, if it was yeah. Death Triangle and Bucks yeah. and Hang and I'd Kenny, probably Ray Phoenix. Probably Ray Phoenix, but that's like, like, you don't want them to just yeah. keep losing. Yeah. So, like, I think you have Aussie if Open Pac beat them. If didn't have the All-Atlantic, I'd be more confident in them. Yeah, but I don't want him to, I don't want him to yeah. take a loss when he no, has the title. No, no, um, House of Black could definitely lose Buddy Matthews taking yeah. the fall easily. Um, Dark Order, I don't even know the, the, the commutation of... Yeah, who's going to be in it? And trust busters are not going to get best best friends. So the right. best friends, Chucky e. T could take the fall for all I care. Yeah. So, um, I think it's going to be Bucks and um, Kenny versus Dark Order. Dark Order if it's storyline, House of Black if you want the best match. Yeah, yeah. That's that's literally what it comes out to. Yeah, which I'm fine with, right? You know, I it's one of those things like you said. I just had my heart set on that one individual contest so i was like anything outside of that i was like mm, man, I'm fine. Yeah. like it's just okay um yeah i i, I will say though in in their defense yeah. i would prefer a two and a half month build for the the undisputed elite versus yeah for the sure. elite or yeah. whatever like mm-hmm. i would love for them to like 
cost like cost each other matches yeah, and then yeah. like, have one-on-ones in between the groups and then it's like all right we're gonna culminate at full gear or something i'd much prefer that than okay we're just gonna do this tournament real quick and then yeah, you're right. in finals yeah because then undisputed elite probably would lose yeah if you want Kenny to win the titles would be the first one, and then yeah. you wouldn't like that either. So yeah. at least Undisputed Elite would have a better shot in three months winning the titles from them than I, I at this yes. tournament. I would, I would definitely agree with that for sure. So it's going to be fun, right? I love tournament stuff. It's always good because it's always the variable, like what if, right? And yeah. you, know, love, you love what ifs, right? So that'll be fun for sure. The other big news coming out of this week, right? CM Punk is back. After a absolute fantastic match between John Mox and Chris Jericho, probably their best match they've ever had. Um, I thought it was clearly better than their full gear match or their uh, revolution, revolution match by the last yes. time. Um, so Jericho, Ageless Wonder, he keeps killing it. He's awesome. Uh, Moxley is probably doing the best work of his career right now as well. Um, Punk comes back, humongous ovation, right? And you know, I like the little tidbit Jr. added in there, where it's like, let's not forget, Punk is technically the world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got. It's a weird, like, Punk is, like, challenging because Moxley's been on this random tear, but really he's the champ still. So I'm interested for the next couple weeks this dynamic of, like, the promos because I think we're going to get some really, really good promos out of this. Um, Thoughts on on Punk coming back? Clearly it's going to be Punk, Moxley, title for title here, blah, 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 blah. We already know that. Do you see any situation at all where Punk does not walk out with the title? Nah, I don't, I don't really see. Not that. really. No. I, I feel didn't. like it's more like we're gonna fall into this nice match between these two guys, but reality, we need to keep going because Punk had other stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, I think this is like it feels a lot like Forbidden Doors yeah. interim champ, where where like if you wanted yeah. to, you could be like, well, here's the case you could make for Tanahashi, right. and people would listen. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're like, but it's actually gonna be Moxley, right? Like, because I would always sit here and be like, oh, you know, he could enter the G1, be AEW champion in the G, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, though, it's not really going to happen. I could do the same thing for Moxie, where Moxie's been on this run, and he could hold the title for another couple months, and then MGF comes back and beats, blah, blah, blah. Like, you could make this whole thing, but at the end of the day, it's, okay, no, it's going to be Punk, probably. Like, I I don't see any way it's not Punk. I mean, Punk won the title five days later, breaks his foot, hasn't been on TV this entire time. Like, they all they really wanted was somewhere a Punk. Yeah. That's all they really wanted, and they yeah. couldn't even get that. So now right. they're going to give him the fall of Punk. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, great. I am a little bit worried about this match, though, for a couple reasons. Number one, Punk coming back, right? I'm hoping he's actually healthy, like 100%. Not like, He hopped back. around on his I foot, I know, rub. and I was like, hmm. And then he goes, I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> breaks it again. <laughs> no. And then also, right... We talked about this off air a little bit, but it's a very tricky situation when you are doing a babyface versus babyface match because you're splitting your audience. So before, right, in a usual case scenario like this, when you have a CM Punk versus a, and I think you had similar issues with CM Punk and, and uh, Hangman Adam Page because you flirted with the idea of making Adam Page a heel, which clearly is not the best sign in the world. But when you don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, when you don't have the the established bad guy in a match you're splitting your audience so i'm very very intrigued to hear the reaction to this match once the match actually gets going not the beginning because everyone's just going to be excited because it's going to be you've got two major stars going for the world championship but once the match gets going and we start to see some of these false finishes the reaction to a you know a Death Rider DDT for Moxley, are people going to be like, oh crap, Moxley's going to win? Are they going to be excited for Moxley going to win? Are they even excited when Punk hits GTS? What is that dynamic going to play? Because you know you could very well have a match where 
all of a sudden maybe the crowd just turns on moxley hard because they're so hard for punk or vice versa they're like yeah let's you know we're glad you're back punk but mox has been killing it it's a very interesting dynamic that i think is going to be something that we got to be aware of because as we've talked about in the past i think AEW has a difficult situation right now because they don't really have any great heels outside of Jericho right now because as of this recording, everybody that you see on AEW television, half the fan base is like, oh, man, he's really, really awesome. I like him because he was my favorite on the independents. So you're, they have a very difficult time establishing bad guys. And when it comes to that, I think it's hard at times to build heat for big matches like this. So I very much anticipate some really good promos between the two. I anticipate Moxley to take a bit of a heel slant just because Punk is going to be so overwhelmingly babyface coming mm -hmm. off of injury. Um, you know, he's going to take that badass, I don't care about you type deal. I'm the champ. I've been carrying this, blah, blah, blah. I can see that happening. I'm just interested to kind of see that dynamic with the crowd and how they react to this because when it's Moxley versus Jericho, okay, everyone's very high pro Moxley here. Yeah. When it's now him and Punk, it's like, oh man, now what do I do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it'll be, it's going to be a fun one for sure. I'm very interested to see, you know, the fallout. And I think the build is going to be really, really good. We got three weeks to the build. Pretty excited yeah. for that all the way through. Should be good. Um, all right, let's just focus a little bit here. Let's talk WWE real fast here. You know, we had another couple returns, right? Dexter Loomis is back. Hit Row is back. It just seems like everybody in NXT is coming back, it feels like, in some capacity here. Um, had two phenomenal title matches on both Raw and SmackDown with the United States Championship, Bobby Lashley beating Champa, and um, Gunther retaining over Shinsuke Nakamura uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Two phenomenal matches. They both had great video packages before. Um, it, it, you know, we've talked about this over the last couple weeks, Triple H's influence, but man... It really does, and we usually don't do weekly episodic reviews of things because there's too much to cover. Mm -hmm. But man, oh man, oh man, does this feel like everybody is just like on a different level mm -hmm. on their game right now? Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if we're looking at everything at rose-colored glasses right now. Um, but I am super, super hyped for Clash at the Castle mm -hmm. based on what I have been seeing on Raw and SmackDown. G give me your thoughts just on that because, like, we have had in the last two day or last two shows, you've had a really good United States title match that didn't include John Cena, so I can't remember the last time we had a good US title match. <laughs> and we had an intercontinental championship match that felt important. Mm -hmm. That felt like, man, I really am invested and they are there's a clear directive. We need to make the United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship mean what it used to mean mm -hmm. um i don't know how you're feeling about it but like i'm on cloud nine because you know me i'm a mid-card title guy right mm -hmm. like i'm an intercontinental championship junkie that's who i am so to see that championship to be placed on that pedestal and to get the time that it requires and not have and ha like i am okay with ricochet challenging for the intercontinental championship knowing that we're putting emphasis on the Intercontinental title and we're building Ricochet. Mm -hmm. Having Ricochet as Intercontinental champion just because, and him not being on television every week, that doesn't do me anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So give me your thoughts on that because I'm I'm really like I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah, no, I think it's been great. Um, I, think, I think the biggest thing, especially with having Reigns being yeah. off TV a lot as mm -hmm. the double world champion instead yeah. of just like splitting them yeah, we really is we really do need to split the titles back. But um is having your mid card titles be emphasized. Yes. Because I think I think well and that was the biggest problem when, when Lesnar was gone. Yeah. 
was well, we didn't do that. Yes, they yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. Um, SmackDown did a little bit with the IC title when yeah. um, when when Lesnar was gone, but yeah. like the US title has never been there. Yeah. And so like when when Lesnar was gone on Raw and the US title doesn't really mean anything, then you're just like, oh, there's no point in watching Raw anymore. Yeah, right. So at least at the very worst now, you're like, at least you can go to Raw and go, all right, these US title matches. Right. Like I can be invested in the US right. title. Or right. who uh, is who is gonna challenge Bobby Lashley? Yeah. Bobby Lashley's like. Looking really yeah, good. He's the, he's the yeah. big guy on campus right now. Right. So it's like, we got to go get that guy. Yes. Same thing with Gunther, yes. which is really funny how, like, Vince McMahon was like, I want Ricochet and, like, small guys to be the mid-card champs. Yeah. And then Triple H comes in. It's like, we I want Gunther and Bobby yeah. Lashley. Right. I was like, I thought that would be a totally reverse right. of how that idea right. would work, but that's right. fine. But I think they, they're both, like, perfect guys for this point mm-hmm. where they're good enough. Bobby Lashley's fine. Gunther's really good in the ring, though. <laughs> yeah, you're not a Bobby Lashley. I'm not a Bobby Lashley guy. I think he's fine. But um, I think they're big guys who are. I, I think the big guy, small guy dynamic works really well with both of them. And so, like Gunther versus like Shinsuke, when Gunther could just slap you up a storm, basically, is yeah. just awesome to watch. And same thing yeah. with Bobby, where he just overpowers you the whole and time. I think, I, I think those are good too, dynamics. They are they are mountains to climb, right? They're yeah. literally mountains of men, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot sing the praises enough of both guys, honestly. Like, I know you're not a big Bobby guy, right? And that's fair, and I can understand why. Um, I think Bobby Lashley, in my mind, has kind of gotten that mistreatment a little bit, where I have appreciated Bobby Lashley more now than I have in years past. And I think Bobby's doing some of the best work. This, Bobby Lashley's last two years in WWE has been his best run. WWE champion, United States champion, the Hurt Business, all that stuff. He has really turned it. And, man, are people behind him. Like, and it's crazy. It is so hard to sell him as a babyface now because, like, dude, he's ginormous. Like, what the hell? How are you going to get sympathy? But, man, people are super-duper behind Bobby Lashley right now. And I am. I'm all for it. I'm, I'm digging it 100%. I think it's, I think it's great. And then Gunther... Can we just talk about the fact that this man went from being like, wow, he looks like a chubby dude on the street, to being like a machine? Mm-hmm. Like, you know he was always good in the ring. Yeah. But his physique now, yeah. he looks like a future world champion. He really, yeah. really does. So to have him as Intercontinental Champion, it just feels like we had so much. Even, we talked a couple years ago, like when we had that tournament where it was like Brian Davis and AJ Styles fought for it, and then we had like Jeff Hardy and same thing. Like you had a good string of champions there for mm-hmm. a hot second. But it just never felt it was getting the proper attention. Yeah. Where now, you've got Shinsuke, you know, can can be considered the greatest IWGP Intercontinental Champion of all time. And, Certainly one of you know them, what I mean? Yeah. And then a former multiple-time Intercontinental Champion in WWE facing Gunther and having this clash of styles where it's like, you've got a clear baby face, you've got a clear heel, and people are invested. And it feels like, man, I want to be the Intercontinental Champion, not oh, we're going to have an Intercontinental title match randomly and Ricochet's going to beat, you know, Sami Zayn because of Johnny Knoxville. Like, it's just a two ends of different spectrums where you go, the title is why we're having this feud. Mm-hmm. It's the championship that means something. It's, yeah. I want to be the Intercontinental champion. Reestablishing it as the workhorse title, as the workers' championship. All of those little things matter. And, they, and they're really starting to add up. And I am really, really hopeful that we get a United States title, and an Intercontinental Championship match. I want to see the Intercontinental Championship in a prime position on a pay-per-view. When the hell is the last time we saw the IC title defended on pay-per-view? Now you're, like, asking me? No, seriously. Like, remember. Like, like, legitimately. Wasn't at, wasn't at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Wasn't at... Gunther, since Gunther or Ricochet was champion, has not defended it on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So, Sami Zayn? 
when he was champion. I don't think he was then either. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I could I could look it up, but that's uh, yeah. We don't need to. Uh, but yeah, my point a, is this, right? Enough. The fact that we don't have that, like, what the hell? It's the second most prestigious championship in all the professional wrestling. Sorry, AEW fans. No offense, but the Intercontinental Title, from a historical standpoint, is much more important than your World Championship as of this moment. But anyway, like. It's it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it hasn't been on television and that it hasn't been on pay per view is maddening to me. And I'm really hoping that changes at Clash of the Castle. How are you feeling about Clash of the Castle? We don't have a full card yet, obviously. But like, are you like me, where like I am really excited to see this final card play out, or are you kind of like still in wait and see mode a little bit? Um, I'd have to. <laughs> like I said, like without the card, like just yeah. going into it, seeing what you're seeing on Raw and SmackDown. Are you like? All right, I can I can vibe with what we got going on here. Yeah, I mean, I for the most part, I mean, yeah. they they only have the three matches on the card so far. Yeah, yeah, the three yeah. matches are fine as they are. So what do they got right now, Shayna and Liv. Right? Shayna and Liv, Drew and Reigns, and then they have the six six man six woman tag. You got Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota. Oh and yeah, Sky. that's right. They're trying to establish that faction. Yes. Okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's their three so far. Yeah, I mean, those yeah. are those are all those pretty are solid. Yeah. They'll yeah, they'll add an IC, they'll add a US, and then they'll if add they a tag do, or I'll something. Be really I'll be really so yeah. I I I mean, I will be excited if uh, I guess I I'll hold back excitement until they officially add yeah. those kind of matches. Because right. if we only get like five or six matches and those aren't on the show, yeah. then I'll be like, oh damn, you're yeah. a little bit opportunity. But if you add an IC, you add a US, you add a tag. And also, let's and talk about two, right? They'll be fine. They brought back Loomis, right? They brought back Hero. You know who else came back last week? Hmm. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Kevin Owens came back, and he didn't just win a match. He didn't even have a match. He just destroyed Ezekiel, which super cool with that, right? But I think there's going to be a renewed Kevin Owens push here, and I am all for it because he looked like – I don't remember – you know, remember when he debuted in NXT – in the first match he had, he beat C.J. Parker in like seven minutes, right? And he yeah. just beat the dog crap out of him. That was how I felt they did that with Kevin Owens on Monday night, where it was like, oh, he just went through and dominated. Like, just completely just went through. He's like, I'm not even, we don't even have a match. He's just dead. Like, I'm just going to beat the crap out of you, right? Yeah. I am all for Kevin Owens once again establishing himself as a main event guy because that is somebody – Similar to Rollins, I feel like, who can make something out of pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. And is another guy they should be leveraging pretty much immediately in a United States and world title picture. Like, a thousand percent. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. So, lots of good stuff happening in the wrestling world right now, man. It's it's an exciting time. Yeah. It's a renewed breath of fresh air, I feel like, yeah. since Vince retired. And as much as I will defend Vince McMahon for a lot of things, the allegations notwithstanding, you know... It definitely feels like there's a massive shift, yeah. and that's super-duper exciting. All right, Suck Lions here, Mike. Preseason, week one against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Falcons. I mean, result is whatever. Right? I don't really care about wins and losses here. I just kind of want to talk about the first team. Yeah. Um, thoughts on the offense. They have one drive together. They go down the field, 10 plays, 75 yards, and a TD. Um, you know, Ran the ball extremely well, right? I think they averaged seven yards a play defensively, right? They let Marcus Mariota just run all over the place, uh, which was frustrating. Um, you saw flashes from Aiden Hutchinson. I thought you saw flashes from, like, Aline McNeil as well from an interior presence. Mm-hmm. Um, give me just your thoughts on the starters last week from the limited action that we got. We're going to kind of keep going back to this because hopefully they play a little bit more. I don't even know if they're going to play against the Colts, quite frankly, because they're going to have – that we can practice. There's already reports that the Colts are not playing their starters mm-hmm. in that game. So 
I don't know, because they're doing those joint practices, they're like, well, they're going to get the work there. They don't also need to be in the game. Yeah. I don't know what the plan is. Um, just thoughts on the starters, both offensively and defensively, um, after the first week. Yeah. For the limited that we got to see. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's exactly what everyone who kind of is exactly yeah. was, oh, the offensive line looks really good. Offense in general just looks like yeah. they can maybe be more <laughs> competent. More yeah. And then defensively is pretty rough, and we don't know who your linebackers really are mm-hmm. and your D-line. You're, you have, like, one really good pass rusher in Aiden Hutchinson. The rest of your D-line you're just hoping yeah. find pieces for. Romeo Quarrow probably won't be back for a while, so it's like – It's Charles Harris. It's Charles yeah, so it's going to be Charles yeah, Harris, Charles but it's Harris. like we don't, I don't, we don't love well, Charles Harris. It's like, you know, it's like seven and a half sacks. Can he repeat that? Yeah. Right? You're, you're really banking on a lot – and Dan Campbell has said this, right? You're banking defensively on a lot of guys to take a, a big step forward. Yes. And, and that's so, always scary when you're like, yeah. I need like seven yeah. or eight guys to take a big step to be able to be a really good defense. Like you're like, I hope Derek Barnes and Jeff Okuda and Awarie and yeah. Tracy Wall. Like yeah. that's a lot of guys. You're like, I, I will, need a good step forward from all you guys. I will say this about the defense though, because I, I kind of came from that same sentiment that you're coming from, where I was like, I was really not impressed with the defense. Right? Here's what I will say about this though. I definitely felt like in a lot of situations, right, in that game, it very much felt like they were like almost overly aggressive if that feels like anything right yeah like i felt last year because they were kind of in that let's just hold the gap and not let penetrate now it was like they're sending blitzes we're doing all these things and it very much felt like we were like running by people like lack of containment Mm -hmm. right was a big thing for them last week right and and to their defense a little bit i'm gonna be a lions homer here for a second they didn't really game plan for Mariota and you know what i mean like running all around the place but at the same time Campbell acknowledges like, well, that's lack of that's things that can be fixed. Those are lack of discipline things. Like, yeah. they, they need we need to clean up the fact that we're not you know setting the edge and having a, a, a contained rush and yes. those sorts of things. I, I think yeah, I think I think it comes like split where it's like yes, you didn't con- you didn't, like yeah. you didn't game plan back. All right, we're just gonna every play we're gonna sit here and contain and then yeah. attack. But right. like exactly. I understand that point. Yeah. But also, we are talking about like Marcus Mariota here. Yeah, like we're sure. not talking oh, like yeah. like if they played like if for some weird wild reason Lamar Jackson was like right. playing a drive or whatever right. and he ran all over you. I go okay, that's that's yeah. Lamar Jackson. Right. I expect that and yeah. like and you didn't game plan for it so right. yeah that's definitely going to happen right. but like marcus Mariota, i think you could pretty much contain him yeah i mean it is what it is but I, I, but i to you like so yeah. I, I i see it from both sides where yeah, i'm like i wish sure. you would have did a little yeah. especially the first two times he ran yeah at least try to make the adjustment and go okay maybe we contain just a little bit yeah. so he's right. not just running and I, he ran for like three first sounds on that I first drive could, and i was like come on i do wish we could ask that question to a coach though because i wonder how much of it was scripted both offensive and defense maybe right? maybe like, there was, was like, going to run cover two i want to try this coverage against this look right yeah, and you know, I wanna I wanna try this blitz out, right? I wanna yeah. see how this stunt works, right? Yeah. Just to see. So I, I I'm not trying to be an apologist here because I'm in total agreement with you. I think the defense needs to be better. And I want and I am really looking forward to the joint practices this week against the Colts because the Colts are a team that are projected to make the playoffs, right? That they're they're on the upswing, all that good stuff. So I'm very interested to kind of hear reports coming out of that. Um But yeah, I just you know, it was a kind of a mixed bag for sure. Let's talk hard knocks real fast here before we get to the uh, the main event of the show this week, Hard Knocks. Um, you watched it right before I, I watched it twice. It. Okay, awesome, good. Um, thoughts on it because I I really thought it delivered for me. Ooh, I thought it, I really did, and here's why. Okay. Here's why we're gonna be on opposite ends yeah, of this because I didn't like really watch it. Okay. Let me sell you on it. Okay, because okay. I have a theory. Okay? okay, I thought this first episode 
mm-hmm. was everything that everybody in the world wanted to see in the sense of, I want to see Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. I want to see these coaches, right? And I want to see the personality, right? I want to see Dan Campbell making these speeches. I want to see, you know, you know, AG and Deuce Staley going back and forth, right? I want to see the, the, the ever famous now Aiden Hutchinson singing performance, right? And I think what that's going to now lead into is, okay, now let's get to more of the football stuff for the rest of this. It's like, I feel like they front loaded some of like the quote unquote, like not football aspects. If that makes any sense, right? Like they're like, okay, but we're now this week, right? We're going to get the first preseason game. We're going to get some of that stuff of like going into the, we didn't go into the meeting room pretty much at all, mm-hmm. like for any of the stuff. Right. But we're going to go into the meeting rooms. We're going to see it. I just thought it was a perfect way to kick off because I don't think anybody, all people have ever seen on Dan Campbell is his introductory press conference. So to get him kind of established, right. And to get that Jamal Williams speech and everything to kind of like set the tone. Mm-hmm. And I think the rest of the next four episodes are going to be a little bit more football derivative mm-hmm. based rather than just getting quotes and that type of yeah, thing. Yeah. I think, I think my biggest problem with the episode came down to, I just feel like, one, I will, and this is hard knocks in general. Yeah. I think just training camp footage yeah. is just not very good for TV. <laughs> it's hard. Like it's, it's hard. hard. Like I think yeah. the Lions one is one of the better ones yeah. in terms because you have a lot of guys who are boisterous and yeah, are entertaining sure. to watch. Yeah. Like the Dallas Cowboys one last year is rough because Mike McCarthy's boring. Yeah. None of the players are super entertaining. Yeah. So you're just watching them go. Yeah, we have Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, and, yeah. blah, blah. and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, we get it. We, right. They're players, yes. Like, like, I, like, at least they were trying to be entertaining with it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just a fundamental problem of the first episodes. I think once you get into the games and like the first ten ep- minutes, it's like, okay, we're gonna highlight Tom right. Kennedy, Jerry right. Jacobs, and right. this guy, right. and then you're gonna watch them throughout the game. Yeah. And then the post game stuff of like, okay, this is what you did wrong. Yeah. I this see, guy's yeah, on the I bubble. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Exactly. Like that's the stuff that. I find interesting is yes. like how they break down certain players right. in the games. Yeah. Like Tom Kenny had a good game. The corrections. Yes. yes. Tom Kenny had a good game. So they're going to highlight be like, all right, this guy might be on the wide receiver bubble. Right. Can he have a good game? Right. Then you go watch the highlights of, of whatever they right. show from the, from He's, the second half. He shines. While he shines. Benson has a rough day. Exactly. And now it's like, Oh, now Tom Kenny jumps a spot in the dem chart. Now he might make the team. Trenny Benson right. might not. And now that's like yeah. the big story of the episode kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I find that to be way more interesting than yes. like Dan Campbell sitting around just making speeches and doing up downs. Right. But right. So, so I feel like I feel like just like the first episode didn't really have like a direction they wanted to go. Right. It, I mean, it just felt like they were just sound bites, sound bites. Yes. Here's Aiden Hutchinson because he's probably the best player on the defense. Let's right. just throw it out there. He probably yeah. is. So here's Aiden Hutchinson because you need to know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. But it was just. Coaches yeah. and I think sound was, bites. I think it as was well. trying to get as much stuff out there, right? To be like, let's grab your attention, yeah, right, with with some with some highlight worthy clips yeah. from a personnel standpoint, right, from a people, yeah. And then, okay, now we're going to get more into the football because I am extremely interested in hearing the the sideline talk, yeah, the post game, mm-hmm. especially because you could tell. I don't know if you watched Dan Campbell's press or post preseason game, but he wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. He was he wasn't like upset, yeah. But you could tell like he's like, we literally like just literally fumbled the game away. Like yeah. and, he, and and some of those things where he's like, I'm not going to overreact. But at the same time, he's like, there's things that we can clean up, yeah. and he knows that. Like so, I think he was happy with his first team offense. I don't think he was overly thrilled with his defense. I think you could sense that in mm-hmm. his, in his demeanor. Right. So I am interested to see, 
throughout practice and stuff like that. Like, what are we going to see in the in that week leading up to the preseason game and during the preseason game? What their thoughts were yeah. coming out of it? Because I think that's going to be a really it's going to be a totally different feel. I feel like, in my opinion, yeah. than than first. And episode. I I think first episode generally. Yeah. I think it's this episode would be I think better. It was their job to hook people. Yeah, I think I think I, I would like it more if I wasn't already a Lions fan. Yes, because yes. I think as a Lions fan, I already know what this guy is. Yeah. This guy's like a dork who does a whole bunch of yeah. like yeah. rah rah speeches, yeah. and I'm gonna kill you right. with half a butt cheek and three toenails right. or whatever right. he said. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I that was probably I laughed at the most. Yeah. I thought that was just hysterical. Yeah, and but like so I already knew all this stuff going in. So I was yeah, like, but the rest I, of the country did. yeah, the rest of the country yeah. did. So like everyone exactly. else thoroughly enjoys it because it's like, right. oh, who the fuck's this guy talking? Yeah, like this but, guy's a maniac. Yeah, but I was I like, I was like, yes, I know he's a maniac. Yes. I want to get to like the, the deep football. dive of the team that yes. I root for, yeah. which is going to come in the next three or four episodes. Yeah. So I'll come on next week and go when they break down Tom Kennedy's game and David yeah. Blau and him fumbling the ball away and will he make the team? I'll come back next week and go, yeah, I really like that episode because yes. it went more of the team. Yeah. And not Dan yeah. Campbell going, we will fight you on grass, yeah. on turf, or in the landfill. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing, too. I, right? I think that. they tried to set a tone, yeah. right, for the team, right? Because I don't think anyone knows, pays attention to the Lions, clearly. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you in the sense where, like, I didn't get a lot of football yeah. out of it necessarily yet, but it was more of a let's let's hook people mm-hmm. outside of Michigan. Because people in Michigan are going to watch regardless, right? Yes. That's just the reality yeah. of it. But – Everybody else coming out of it being like, dude, this is going to be crazy, right? And now we can – once we've established, okay, we get it, now we can establish football, right, yeah. and the football team and mm-hmm. what are we doing to get better and, you know, can this team be a sleeper playoff team? Can this team yeah. take that next step? So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see some more hopefully Brad Holmes stuff in there too. That will be good. Um, all right. So. AFC West, Mike, let's get to it. We've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. We've been teasing it. Um, We've been low key hyping it up, which who yeah. knows if the hype. We're up gonna is get there. to him like, wow, the Chargers really have a really good team, and yet how are they finishing third? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's get yeah, into but it. But this buddy. is this is, I think you could argue probably the best division. Oh, this is the best division in football. Well, in football, but like I can't. It's hard for me to think back and find a division that's like top to bottom better than this mean? one. Like like as like four team. Like I think the NFC West a couple years ago would probably be as good as this division was. Mm-hmm. But normally there's never a division as four teams where people are like, they might win nine or ten games or more. Oh, and like you know what I mean? Division, like yeah. usually there's like two or three teams that yeah. are really good. Even historically back in like the two thousands and stuff. Right. Like usually there's not like I don't think there's ever been a more competitive division. Yeah, the, really on paper at least this this does like I think the well. NFC West two years ago yeah. when like Seattle was good, Arizona Kyler Murray like I think yeah. that might have been the most competitive division mm-hmm. when Stafford got actually probably last year specifically. Yeah. Last year specifically I think every team going every in team going you in thought, you thought both of these can all be playoff teams. Yes. Yeah. And I think this one has the same feel to it. Yeah, I really hope we don't see that collapse on one of these teams. Like, Seattle got hurt with the injury bug immediately, right? So it took them out of the running pretty much, pretty much quick, bat, yeah. right? So, like, I really hope that doesn't happen here. I, I am yeah. I'm extremely uh, If I had to make the early there actually, we'll, we'll get to that. I think yeah. there is a team that, like, they could lose one or two guys, and it's, like, Uh-oh. a dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. But... Raiders lose Devontae Adams. They're going to be in <laughs> a lot of problems. Yeah, that or I think Denver loses one more person. I think they're, yeah. they're out of the running, too. Um, all Russell right, so we, we, we <laughs> don't lose Russell Wilson. Yeah. All right, so we will hit quarterbacks first. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Chargers, Ooh. Justin Herbert. Yep. Broncos, Russell Wilson. Raiders, Derek Carr. The craziest part about this is you put Derek Carr at four, 
and yeah. in almost any other and, division, and he's probably at least he's, top he's at least yeah. he's at a, least he's probably two. a top 11, 12 quarterback at the very least. Yeah. And in any other division, yeah, he's at least two. He's probably one. two, if yeah. not one. Right. In every other division, it just so happens that he has to play in this division, so he's four. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's crazy to me. No. Yeah, so I would think I'd actually, I probably. So here's the question: Yeah, who do you have, Herbert or Wilson at two? Because yeah. Mahomes is one. Like, Mahomes is one. Mahomes is one. And I think I think I have Herbert at two. You have right Herbert now. right now at two. Yes. Okay. So that's the tough one for me because in one hand I go, yeah, Herbert's a freak, yeah. but at the same time I go, Russ has got the historical like he's been able to elevate yeah. teams and stuff. I, I look at like the last like three four years. Yeah. And I don't think Russ is done as much done as much as you need yeah. to for for entire season. like herbert the last two full seasons yeah has played really good, good ball right russell wilson usually gets like half a season that he plays really good and the other yeah, half it's bad so and like last year he was just hurt and yeah. in and out of the lineup and yeah. stuff so i put herbert too only because like you say historically yes it's probably russell wilson obviously yeah. but like the last two three years i would say Herbert is slightly yeah. better. All right, I'll, I'll I'll go with that. Like here, okay, here 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 would be the question: taking age out of it. Yeah. If you traded golf straight up for one of the two, which one would you rather have? I'd rather have Herbert. Yeah. So I'd take yeah. Herbert too. Yeah. That's that, Wait, taking think, age out. Like saying like, you had that three is such years. A great way to to put that though is yes. that is okay. If you had the choice right now to carry away your quarterback for one of these two guys, which one? And do say you want? you had him for yeah. three years guaranteed yeah. for that's like a, that's the a same great contract. Way to do that is yeah. I think it's Herbert. Yeah. Because I think Russell Wilson and Herbert will play three years at top-tier football. I just yeah. think Herbert's just slightly better. Better, right, yeah. I, now, I if you said, that. like, next 10 years, okay, well, age, yeah, right. what's in Herbert? Yeah. But I think it's For Herbert sure. no matter Absolutely. what. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I have Mahomes, yep. Herbert, Russell, Wilson, Isn't that crazy to think that they traded for Russell and he's still the third-best quarterback? <laughs> crazy. Yeah, second, the crazy part is he went from second to third. You know, Lions fans, Lions fans are always ones that set themselves up for disappointment. I already see people freaking out about losing to Atlanta in the preseason game, right? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how Denver Bronco fans are going to feel if they don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my, like the place is going to burn down. Yes. They're going to burn the city down because like, we just traded everything for Russell Wilson and we got, we went nine and eight. <laughs> how could this be? Oh wait, this exactly. division like, Oh hard. yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we went All two right. and six in the, or two and four I'm in the just, division. Yeah. All right. Uh, running back rooms. This would be interesting. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the leader for the Chiefs running back room. Yeah. Um, They've also got uh, Ronald Jones too, I believe. Right, Ronald Jones. He's not apparently he's apparently on like the cut watch, which is crazy. Uh, let me check. Yeah, they do. Ronald Jones is listed as their fourth running back yeah, here, that is which I thought was crazy. wild to me. I did not believe that. Yeah. Um, Denver Broncos have Javante Williams, Melvin yeah. Gordon the third. Yeah. Those, um, are, the those are the two big ones. Yeah, those are the, yeah. those are the two that will get any kind of minutes. I feel like. Yeah. Um, who are these guys? The Vegas Raiders. They have Josh Jacobs Kenny and um, Brandon Bolden, Samir White. They don't have. They don't have Kenny Drake anymore. Mm-mm. Oh, he's in um, Arizona. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm stupid. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bad. I'm yeah. dumb. I'm dumb, guys. I'm dumb. I'm a suck. <laughs> and then uh, the Chargers obviously have Austin Eckler, who is a absolute PPR fantasy god. If you could pull him, yeah. And then Isaiah Spiller, who they drafted in the fourth round this past year with Josh Kelly. Yeah. Okay. So let's go here. Let's go number and one. Number one, I would put Josh Jacobs. Really? Even though no one's high on Josh Jacobs. I don't think so. I think, I mean, geez. Okay, here, okay. so here's the thing is, I don't like, I guess Denver's room might be a little better. I like Austin Eckler the best. Yeah, Austin Eckler is really good. I think he's the best running back in the division. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right, my bad. Austin Eckler would be one. <laughs> Josh Jacobs is you two. You just got done putting him over, and then you're like, Josh Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, that's right. Um, I do I love. I, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, Austin Eckler, yeah. because Austin Eckler, I'm like, he's a PPR fantasy god, but I'm like, I don't always think of him as like a good running back, right? But he is. But he is. Yeah, he like is. he is. Yeah. But I don't ever think of him because yeah. I just know he catches a lot of passes. Well, because and, you because he, you think of everything else that you got Herbert, you've got all um, the receivers. We'll talk about and stuff. Like you've got guys. We go. Oh, I don't even need to run the ball. Yeah. So yeah. So okay. So Austin Eckler's one. Josh Jacobs two. Clyde Edwards Hilliers. Yeah, three. So, so here, and that's so, where it comes down to: is do you like Clyde or do you like the running back room of Denver? Yeah, I think I'm going to take Denver right now. I don't think Kansas City's got a great running game right now. I think that hurt them in the playoffs a lot. Actually, yes. I think Jarek McKinnon actually is going to wind up getting a lot of carries for them. Hilaire got benched last season. I thought that's why they brought Ronald Jones in, even though it looks like he's going to get cut now. But I think Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon As together, a I think is going to be more better. effective. I, now, I think Javante Williams. You know, is it going to be a better professional football player than he will be a fantasy football player? A lot of people have Javante Williams as like, oh man, this guy's going to break out and he's going to do all these things. I think I actually have um, him as a better football player, like contributing rather than a fantasy guy. Because we talk about Javante Williams a lot in fantasy, but I don't really see the value there yet because mm-hmm. he hasn't done it. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think in this particular case, I think I would actually have them above Kansas City though because mm-hmm. Kansas City doesn't have an actual starter. Yep. And it's very clear and evident that they can't run the ball effectively. Yep. Yeah. So Chargers, Raiders, Denver, Chiefs, running back crazy. Room. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So wide receiver room. Yep. Denver Broncos. We got Cortland Sutland, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. Those are your nice. three. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez Scantling from yep. the Green Bay Packers, McCole Hardman, and Juju Smith Schuster. Wow, it looks a lot different with There is, there is, uh, also, I feel like Sky Moore will be a big name there eventually yeah. too, so I'm yeah. going to put him in there. Yep. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, Devontae Adams, Mac, Mac Hollins, Hunter Renfro. They also have, um, Keelan Cole from the Jet. Why did I, why did I, I don't know why I named him. Demarcus Robinson from Kansas City is also. I thought I thought that was Keenan Cole from yeah. Jacksonville for a second. Yeah. I was like, I don't think that's the same guy. <laughs> so, um, and then the Chargers: Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer, Keenan Allen, with Jalen Gutton as their fourth. If you want to name a fourth, okay, this is going to be tough because I don't think anyone has. Okay, so like yeah. the star stud receiver is obviously Devonta Adams. Right. Outside of that, yeah, I think there's a massive drop off. Here's how I'm looking at it. Like, okay. the, or I mean, so Devonta Adams is the best receiver. Right, in the division. Yes. It's not really all that It's close. not really that close. However, I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are second and third. Mm-hmm. And I think that after that, I think there's a bit of a drop-off even. I would agree with that. So in my mind, the way I look at it, I go, Do you like Chargers the- are one because, because they have you- two and three, which are definitely going to beat the output of one and seven. Yes. Right? Yeah, with Hunter like, Renfro. Right, as a seven, like nothing yeah. against Hunter Renfro. Yes. I just, you know what I mean? I would agree with that. So I would say Chargers are one. Do you like that? that yes, so here's yeah. where it comes down yeah. to is okay. So like say like Chiefs, say it's better. like yeah. yeah. So I guess you have to decide on Chiefs and Denver. I think I slightly like Denver more because I like I like Cortland Sutton. Yeah, and I think I like Jerry Judy more. <laughs> but every time I think of Jerry Judy, I yeah. also go, "What also have you done?" Right. And Jerry Judy right. doesn't do a lot, but right. he also had Drew Lockbone to him. So yeah, that's like, a tough uh, one. Yeah. So it kind of comes down to, um, I guess I like the four from Kansas City. More than I like the two from yeah. Denver, right? So I think I'm gonna lean Kansas City over Denver. So then it goes down to: Do I like the four okay guys from Kansas City, 
or do I like like Devontae Adams? Like, if you were the Lions, which yeah. room would you rather have? Kansas City's or Devontae Adams plus guys? Oh, boy. I think that's really the way you have to look at it mm-hmm. here. And I think I would take Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. I think I would too. Yeah. And here's why. Here, here's here's my rationale. Especially with the idea if I had golf throwing to him, I'd yeah. rather have a, a, a legitimate star stud that can, that can run slam so rounds here, and kill here, And here's another reason why too, I think. Devontae Adams is a clear one. Hunter Renfro is a clear like slot number slot two. two. Like two, gold, like it is Kelvin Johnson and Golden Tate. Yes. It's really what it is. Yes. And with Kansas City, now you have the best quarterback in the division. However – you have to completely change the way you run offense. You mm-hmm. don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. Now, McCole Harbin's fast as hell. Yeah. However, can't catch the ball. Mm-hmm. So you have to change. Juju Smith-Schuster, fine. A- MVS, fine. But they are not nearly the same as you had a couple years ago with Sammy Watkins and Tyreek. And um, McCole Harbin is the three. So in a weird way, I think Kansas City is actually fourth because – I don't think you've got anybody real like I don't I, I'm looking at it I'm not a big Juju guy I'm not either I'm not a big MVS guy like I think he's going to be I think he's an athletic dude so I'm looking at Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and I go I like their upside better because now Russ is there Yeah and I don't I don't think the I think the I think Russ throwing to them compared to Mahomes throwing to the other guys I think it kind of starts to become a little bit of a wash Yeah I I think the thing to me is I just like the depth that Kansas City has yeah. a little more. Yeah. Which is what, like, I think when you take, like, top two to top two, I would take yeah. Cortland and, yeah, Ju- Denver, and Judy. Right, I'll take Denver. But then I, I, like, I, like, I think. Do you, have, do you have Denver at four? Yes. That's crazy to think that. Because I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Just because, like, if if I was, like, if I had, like, all these receiving cores and yeah. like, I could pick one for the Lions, yeah, right? right? I would go, okay, would I rather have Juju MVS, McCall Harmon, and Sky Moore, or would you rather have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy? Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's the thing is, I like the depth of having yes. multiple options yeah. rather than I have these two stud guys. But if I'm playing like the Rams, one of them's getting locked up with Jalen Ramsey for the most part, right. and it's like then I gotta really rely on this other guy, right. and I don't have the depth pieces of like Sky Moore to kind of throw in and mix right. things up. Yeah. So I think I have Kansas City at three okay. because of that fact, yeah. and then Denver's at four. How crazy that Devontae Adams makes you really go literally he can't be stopped so like he immediately is like just himself yeah just like, himself with imagine, a little bit of hunter yeah, renfro in there like, it is actively insane to me where you're just like yeah even if we play the rams well devon ham's gonna pwn jalen ramsey so it's like yeah we'll just take yeah, that. this is we'll a wash that. and, and then, then you get hunter renfro in there crazy. it's just crazy how good to yeah. start and, and this thing i i did not want going into this i did not want to underestimate how good Ren, hunter renfro is mm-hmm. because he's never a big stat guy but he's very important to the team He's yep. literally a poor man's Golden Tate in a lot of ways. Yeah. I didn't want to undersell that because I didn't like it. The problem is that, man, there is not a lot of depth. Kansas City's got the best depth out of anybody, I think. However, I think even the Chargers are, like, way too t- are top-heavy to over. You know what I mean? Yeah, my thing, and with the Chargers, like, I even, like, I think there are, like, Keenan and Mike Williams are well, just clearly like, studs. Yeah. But I also really, like, I Josh Palmer and Jalen Gutton, I think, are actually, like, yeah. Good serviceable like three and fours, where the other three team, the other four three teams Mm -hmm. don't have those other serviceable guys. Right there, it's really like one and two, and and the Chiefs are the only one that have any kind of depth there. But then they don't have the top end pieces. I'm very interested to see what the Chiefs are going to look like this year. Yeah. 
right, so that was wide receiving room. So to finalize, we have Chargers, Raiders, yep. Chiefs, Chiefs, Broncos. Broncos. Just Craziness. for just for the record, so we throw it out there. Craziness, but okay. Um, tight end rooms. This, this was actually a little more competitive yeah. than I think people yeah. give credit for. Outside of Denver, because Albert O is what I'm going to call him. <laughs> what about no? Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Albert. Ogobunum. Sure. Ogobunum. I don't know. Look okay. Our lads, tight end room. Just look yeah, it up. Look it's, it up. It's, it's Albert O. Who's our um, backup? Is that Hal Flanning? Greg Dulich. Nope, that is not. He was a third <laughs> round pick this year sure. or something. They had no fan, but he's gone. He's in Seattle now. Yeah, he's in Seattle. I think that was um, one of the biggest yeah, that was parts part of that of trade. trade. Yeah. Um, Greg Dulich is a rookie out of UCLA, by the way. Oh, goody. He got drafted in the third round this year. Yeah. All right. So that's that tight end Draft room. Draft him in the first round, boys. Um. Obviously, Chiefs have Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Obviously, Raiders have Darren Waller. Yeah. And the Chargers have Gerald Everett and Donald Parham Jr. They don't have Cook anymore. Nope. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, so okay, four so. is Denver. Yeah, by a far. Three margin. is Chargers. Yeah. So now it kind of. I, I mean, Kelsey's one and Darren Waller's two. Yeah. But They're I don't top think four in any list that you're gonna put together. Yes. The four yeah. tight ends in the world are. Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Mark Andrews. Yes. However you want to rank them, that's your prerogative. Yeah, those, those, are, those are the four. Those are the four. And there's, those, a, rel- there's a relative drop-off. Yeah. Then you get to the, the Hawkinsons, Dallas yeah. Goddard, yeah. Dawson Knox group. Dalton Schultz. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that yeah. group. But, yeah. but there's four clear guys. There's four guys. And two of them are in this division. So. Yeah, which is that's crazy. Fine. Yeah. All right. So we'll hit the offensive lines here. So left tackle to right tackle, this only starters. are going to get hurt. So, left tackle for the Broncos. Yep. Garrett Boyles. Yep, former first-round pick. Uh, Dalton Risner. Yep. Lloyd Cushenberry III. Yep. Quinn Meneras. Billy Turner. Where's Graham Glasgow? Graham Glasgow is listed as their backup left guard. What? Are you serious? Wow. That's crazy. Yep. Holy crap. They paid him a lot of money, too. Yeah. Now, obviously, he, I guess he could be a starter, but Whoa. he's listed on this sheet as a backup left guard. Wow. All righty, then. Chiefs, left tackle, Orlando Brown, left guard, Joe Thune, yeah. center, Creed Humphrey, yeah. right guard, Trey Smith, right tackle, Andrew Wiley. Yeah, they got a pretty good line. That left side especially is that left ta- That left side is stacked. Um, the Raiders, Colton Miller, left tackle, Former first round pick. John Simpson, left guard, yep. uh, Andre James, center, Lester Cotton Sr., right guard, Alex Leatherwood, right tackle. Yeah. That did not sound as nice as I wanted no. it to. Alex Leatherwood was such a reach. My yeah. goodness, John Gruden, what were you thinking, bro? And then the Chargers, left tackle, Rashawn Slater, left guard, oh. Matt Feeler, center, Corey Lindsley, oh right God. guard, Zion Johnson, first-round pick from yeah. this last draft, right. right tackle, Trey Pipkins the third. Oof, I like that a lot, too. So I think, I think Chiefs— This is all really close. Yeah, Chiefs are— Chiefs are one I would say because I, one. that left side I think yeah. is one of the best. You got the best probably. You probably got the second best guard in football behind Quentin Nelson is Joe Thune. Yeah, and Orlando Brown's really yeah, good Orlando at left tackle. Really um, so I had them one. I think it's a really close battle between the Broncos and the Chargers. I think I have the Chargers too. Corey I think Lindsley, I have the Chargers too. Corey Lindsley is a very is was a underrated underrated player for the Packers. That clearly showed last year. Mm-hmm. Corey Lindsley is a is a top five center in football. Yes, Rashawn Slater. He's really, second really best, good. Best rookie tackle in the league behind Nathan Zion Hall. Johnson. If he's yeah good, I think he's a he's a first round guard, especially guards. Yes. You tend to have early success in the NFL. Yeah, and Trey Pipkins, I think, was yeah, really I good. Yeah, he's fine. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, I so have, I would have them two. Denver's three, and yes. Raiders are pretty distant yeah, four. They're kind of they're, they're tough. I think that's their biggest downfall offensively is they don't give Derek Carr time because yeah. of that offensive line. Uh, we run slants all day, Devontae. Yeah, I guess not. And Darren Waller runs five yard ins, and I guess you don't really need it. But anyway, so oh, we finished the offenses. How would you rank these offenses? I I got the Chargers at one. Well, Chargers are one. I think I probably have the Chiefs at two. Chiefs two. Yeah, I think I would have um, Bronco. Or no, here, here's say, where it gets hard. Is I, I think Raiders, Raiders three, three and Broncos Denver four. four. And that is the crazy part about this division is the fact that everyone now, when they traded for Russell Wilson, you're assuming they think they have a Super Bowl ready roster, and you we could make the argument right now you have the fourth best offense in the division. That mm-hmm. is insane, insane to me. But the problem is, is that with the emergence of Justin Herbert, you've got the third best quarterback, the fourth best receivers, the third or second best uh, um, running backs, and the third best line. Yeah, you're just average. Like you're just in the middle everywhere. You don't have the best anything. Mm-hmm. While everybody else is like, okay, you can't say I got the best. Best court or best quarterback, quarterback and best tight end. best and best tight end, second best O line. Uh, charge like second best quarterback, best receivers, best O line or second best O line or whatever. Best top, top running back and the top running back. You go Raiders have the yeah, best receiver exactly. in the group with a really exactly. with a top four tight end. Blah blah blah. It's and then like craziness. the Broncos are just like we're just trend water yeah. average right now. And and you gave up so much to get Russ. And I and honestly, I am so interested to hear the narrative about Russell Wilson after this season because mm-hmm. if they don't win, mm-hmm. it's going to be on him. And I go, man, but you put him on a team that you think is Super Bowl ready, but are they? Yeah. But are they really though? I guess oh. here, let's give it five more minutes because we'll talk about this defense and Goodness. see if the defense helps out. I don't know. It's going to get any better for the, for them or the Raiders, quite frankly, but let's go. All right. So, defenses. This is going to be where the Chargers, I think, are going to pull away a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I do, too. But, my but we'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll get, get there. there. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm spoiling stuff. I want to preconceive yeah, anything that's true. here. My fault. Yep. But I, are going I, Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is Jesus. It's fine. <laughs> So <laughs> every Christian place ever just canceled us. It's yes, fine. I know. Um, oh boy. Okay, so we are going to go D lines, defensive lines. So yeah. I'm not counting anyone. If it's listed linebacker here on our lads, yeah. I do not put them in the D line yeah. conversation. Glad we do like an overall back ranking. Yeah. because I otherwise, think, yeah. yeah, I do think the only the only difference is I think both really good pass rushers for the Chargers are linebackers. Yeah. So that, that's going to hurt the yeah, Chargers slightly. Okay. In this. But as a since we do the overall, yes, yes. I think we, we'll get the full yeah, picture of it. So sure. D-lines here. Uh, let me make sure I'm done. All right. Denver Broncos, we got uh, Draymond Jones, DJ Jones, and Deshaun Williams are your D-linemen. Ugh. That's all terrible. I don't like any of that. I didn't, I didn't like any of that. Um, Once again, coming back, right? You gave away Shelby Harris. That's your Shelby Harris primary your big defensive guy. pass rushing yep. DN. Uh, the Chiefs, George Karloffis, first round pick, yep. left DN. Yep. Derek uh, Nadea, uh, left defensive tackle. Chris Jones, yeah. Frank Clark. It's your D line. Pretty good D line. Frank Carlo- Clark. Also, they also have Carlos Dunlap as a backup D lineman. I just, know, they just signed they him. They just too. signed him. Yeah, yep. that'll be good. Good rotational piece. I think uh, him and Frank Clark are going to wind up splitting snaps. Probably. Uh, the Raiders, you got Chandler Jones, Jonathan uh, Hankins, yeah. and Bilal Nichols. Really? I have Max Crosby listed as a as a linebacker, huh? Oh, sorry. Max Crosby is a DN. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I not see him as a linebacker. Okay, yeah, Max, yeah. Max Crosby is the other DN there. Yeah, uh, okay. Cleon Farrell, backup defense end, just yeah. for anyone that wants to. Talk about – man, they could have had Josh Allen. 
Not yes. the not the quarterback, the pass yeah, rusher. Yeah, the pass rusher. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Dude, what a weird Mike Mayock I respected so much coming out of that. Mm-hmm. And then he went and actually was the GM and then just was like, I'm just gonna not yep. rank people correctly at all. And then the Chargers here, Morgan Fox, defensive end, Sebastian yep. Joseph Day, nose tackle, like Austin, jo- Austin Johnson, defensive tackle. Yeah. Not listing the two big names you guys right. probably think yeah. of because they are linebackers. Yeah, technically Technically, pass rush not linebackers. Um, so, with that being said, I think Denver is four yep. in that list. I think Chiefs are one. one. Yep. And I think that no no yeah so I would have ooh actually I don't know actually about that I might have the chart I might have the Raiders at one Chandler Jones Max Crosby Hankins do you like it more than George Karloffis Chris Jones Frank Clark and maybe Carlos Dunlap I kind of want to say yes and here's why okay here's why you've got proven Max Crosby and Chandler Jones where Frank Clark has not been nearly as effective in Kansas City as he was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And Karloftis is a projection rather than prove it. So going into the season, That's true. I think I would – and I think there's a reason why you signed Carlos Dunlap too. I think going into the season, I think Chris Jones is a beast for sure. But I think Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, name two dudes, mm-hmm. that's a problem for anybody going into this. Okay. We're talking about I think I think from just a strictly defensive, defensive lineman, yeah. I think it's Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. Okay. Yeah. Not saying the entire pass rush is going to rank that way, but <laughs> the the defensive lineman yeah. I think is that's the way. Yeah, Chandler I, Jones is a freak. Yes. I do think I would maybe put Chiefs at one, yeah. but I think, I, but, a little but bit I think they're both I, I think yeah. they're both flipped. Yeah. And then I think Chargers are three. And, and I also think I don't want people like once again, like I don't want to undersell. I think Max Crosby is a top twenty pass rusher in the league right now. Yes. I really do. So I, I he's a Pro Bowl guy. All right. Uh linebackers here. Yeah, that's not gonna be rough. Denver Broncos. Randy Gregory. Yeah. Josie Jewell. Jonas Griffith, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, that middle used to be awesome, yep. and it is not anymore. <laughs> uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, Elijah Lee. Yeah, Bolton, former high round pick for them. Yep. Uh, Raiders. Yep. Uh, Divine Diablo, Denzel Perryman, Trayvon Mullen Jr. That's okay. Perryman's not bad. <laughs> the Chargers. Good God. Joey Bosa, wow. Kenneth Murray, oh my God. Drew Tranquil, Cleo Mack. All right, so Chargers are one. Chargers are one. Yeah, and it's not really that close. Uh, um, I liked Denver's yeah, outsides. Denver's two. Denver's two. And then Chiefs are three, Chiefs three Raiders, Raiders four. Are four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where so, the Raiders are really good defensive line-wise, their linebacking core is lacking a bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would so let's, say, so let's, yeah, let's do pass pa- rushes. Pass rushes. Yeah. Chargers are one. Chargers are one. I, I, I guess Broncos are two. Two? Yeah. Mm, I, oh, I don't know. I still like the Raiders D-line yeah. I think in full. Actually, over, I, I actually, yeah. yeah, over, so, yeah. over just Bradley Chubb and right. Randy Gregory. And, and then the thing, too, is that you have two guys you're picking. Randy Gregory nor Bradley Chubb has stayed healthy at all. And mm-hmm. I do think that has to play a little bit of a part of that is if I don't have consistency. Oh, boy. I think it's a I think it's a race for two at that point because I think you can make the argument the Chiefs overall uh-huh. I think are pretty solid I think the Raiders are really good good D linemen yeah, yeah. D line wise just in general because that's their pass yeah. rush and then I think the 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 Broncos get better adding Randy Gregory 
and Bradley Chubb to that pass rush idea. Right, right. So I think I think two, three, four are really close, but I think Chargers are clear one. I think the Chargers are definitely clear one. Definitely. And I know yeah, that's not close. Yeah. Because I think I think the Chargers D line is still good when we talk D line. Yes, yes. You just add two really good pass rushers through that. I now. would even make the argument uh, Sebastian Joseph Day was a really big ad for them from the Rams. Yes. Um he was a low key, really good player for them. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think people are have any clue how good Khalil Mack is going to be this year. No. When's the last time Khalil Mack played on the opposite side of a top five pass rusher? Like, no no, yeah. no offense against Robert Quinn. Yeah. But Joey Bosa and Robert Quinn are two different animals. Yeah. What I know is, all the re- what is Khalil Mack going to do the, with, the, with not double cover? Yeah, the, the, rep- the, the reports coming out that, like, um, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are getting along and they're just oh, decimating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when they run the five D linemen down. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you're just one-on-one-ing him. Yeah. Someone's gonna get Joey Bosa is gonna. Someone's getting to you. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So that that D line's gonna be scary. All right. Secondaries here. So we're Raiders are gonna struggle this year a little bit against them because of that. Yes. Um, Secondaries. So we're gonna hit left corner, then safeties, then right corner. Yep. So Broncos. We got Patrick Sertain the second, former first round pick. Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, Ronald Darby. Oh, well, that's pretty solid. I mean, Darby's meh, but yeah. I like the, I and like we the got, secondary. Uh, Kuwain Williams is like the nickel back from San Francisco. Okay. Just to yep. throw, yep, throw, the, sure. throw yeah, the nickel good. in there yeah, a little almost bit. every team runs basically base nickel now anyway, so. Yeah. All right, the Chiefs. Oh, Rashad boy. Fenton, left oh, corner. The Rashad Fenton? Yep. Juwan Thornhill, Justin Reed, Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, nickel back. Mm-mm. Not a fan? Mm-mm. Not a fan at all. You downgraded in every position. You got rid of Tyron Matthew to sign Justin Reed. I know he can kick field goals, but that doesn't mean anything. You can't cover anybody. Okay. Um, I, I wish we recorded this one because I'm just shaking my head. Mike's just like, that, so that's a hard pass. <laughs> yeah, hard pass. Like, okay. <laughs> um, the Raiders here. Uh, oh, they don't have a secondary. They, they do not actually have a secondary. Okay. So I actually I, I messed up on the linebacker here. So. The Raiders only have Denzel Perryman and Divine Diablo as yeah. their linebackers. Yeah. I put Trayvon Mullins Jr. He's actually yeah. left corner. Yeah, okay. I, I just yeah. misread that. That's what I thought, but yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I was thinking somebody yeah. else. Yeah, so Trayvon yeah. Mullins Jr. is their left corner. Yep. Jonathan Abrams, their safety. Yep. Trayvon uh, Morrig is their yeah, free Trayvon safety. Morrig, yep. And then Rakyasin is their uh, other corner. It's Nate not, Hobbs is their... It's is not as bad as I thought it was going to be there for their secondary. They got some people that they need, like... Similar lines, young guys like yep. Jonathan, like Trayvon Morrig is going to have to play a big, big role for them. Yep. All right. Now this Chiefs, <laughs> or no, the Chargers one. My bad. Chargers one. Yeah. Wonder who's going to be first in this one. Left corner, J.C. Jackson. Safety, Derwin James. Oh Safety, Nasir Adderley. Right corner, Asante Samuel Jr. Or Asante Samuel Jr. Yep. Nickelback, Bryce Callahan. Backup corner, Michael Davis. Oh my God. Who was a starter last year? Oh boy, um, yeah. So Chargers are one. <laughs> Good lord, Broncos are two. Um, the Raiders. I, th- I think the Raiders are three. I really yeah. do. I really Chiefs do are, think that. I Chiefs think are the Raiders bad. Are three, and the Chiefs are awful. Yeah, Chiefs the are Chiefs bad. Chiefs are really not good. Yeah, um, that's secondary. Like that's where when I have this belief that Buffalo is going to win the AFC. Yeah. If it comes down to Chiefs and Buffalo. Yeah. It, honestly, here's like the going through. <laughs> we, this. We've gone through these teams. Like, yeah. is Buffalo not just a better roster right yeah. now than the Chiefs oh, are? Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just like the Chiefs got worse in the secondary and worse in the receiving core. Meanwhile, Buffalo went. I'm going to go sign Von Miller. 
and they keep and they keep their number yeah, one secondary. They, they have their one, number one receiver. They've got Gabriel Davis, who's going to be a, on the rise. Be on the rise, and Josh Allen's probably going to be MVP. And their secondary has always been good. Yeah. So Micah Hyde's going to pick Mahomes off twice. Just throwing that out there right yeah. now. Yeah. So happen. anyway, okay. So total defenses. I think oh, Chargers are one. It's... Yeah. Good God. Yeah. I think Chargers are one. Um. I honestly think I want to. Oh shit. Do you like tough. the Broncos? I don't know if it's the Broncos or the Raiders for me. Yeah, and Chiefs are four. Chiefs are four, and yeah. it's not close. Yeah, their their yeah. back seven is terrible. Is terrible. Yeah, their front four. I've always it's said it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, but their I'm, back seven's rough. I think I'm gonna go. Sorry. I think I'd like to go char or I'm um, sorry, yeah, Chargers one, Broncos two, because I think the Raiders linebacking core is pretty poopy. Yeah, and I think the defensive line for Denver minus Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory. I think is better than the linebacking core rankings for the Raiders. Okay. And I think the secondary for the Broncos Denver is much better. Much better yeah. And I think there's a bigger gap there overall. Yeah. So yeah, so Broncos yeah. are two. Yeah. But like there's like a Chargers yes. a little steep. I definitely hole. think there's Broncos. a bit of a gap there. Broncos I defense. I don't see how the Chargers don't win at least eleven games this year. Seriously. And I don't and I don't want to be like facetious. I know everyone, you know, we're big Justin Herbert fans on this show, but even without him, like I'm being honest here for that a second. Defense the, the, the defense alone, you have a defensive-minded head coach. As long as he's not going for it on fourth and eight from your own ten, I think you're going to be okay. If they don't go into the final couple weeks of the season in first place or tied, it's a massive letdown yeah. all the way through. And I think we really need to reevaluate both Brandon Staley and potentially Justin Herbert because mm-hmm. I think those are going to be a little bit tied to the hip there. So. I I yeah I, I think the Chargers are gonna wind up I think the Chargers are gonna wind up being the team to win the division. I do too. I do too. I, I I really can't I cannot see how the Chiefs have not the Chiefs have not gotten better. Mm-hmm. They've gotten worse. They got older and worse. Older, you've got the Chargers. Though he got pe- younger almost in some sort. Like yeah. J C Jackson's young, yeah. and some of these guys and are you younger lost, and better. Yeah, because Casey Hayward's gone. Yeah. So you bring in J C Jackson, who had a pro all year last year, breakout season. And you bring in a guy like Khalil Mack. If you're a Chiefs fan right now, I understand. You've got probably the best quarterback in football. Fine, if you want to make that argument. I would say Josh Allen's probably better right now, but, that's, you know, I, whatever. It's close. You have Mahomes. Great. But we have yet to see Mahomes take a team with so many flaws and take them over the top. We've never seen Mahomes without Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. We've never seen Mahomes have to come back from 21 down. Because defense just can't stop anybody. Well, actually, I mean, I mean, consistently, yeah. like we're like yeah. you're like you, the Chiefs and the Packers to me have so many parallels where mm-hmm. they cruise through the regular season and then they play good teams and all of a sudden everyone's like, wow, the Chiefs are really struggling out there. I wonder what's yeah. going on. You can't tell me you did not lose your best offensive threat and your best player in the secondary in the same off season and say that you are still as good as Buffalo, yeah. still as good as the Rams, still as potentially good as Tampa if Brady plays as well as he does. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you can do it. Yeah. I just don't. I know Mahomes takes over a lot. It's the same thing with Green Bay and Rodgers. But as we saw last year even, Mahomes at one point got to the point where like, i got to force the ball mm-hmm. somewhere. And that was, at the end of the day, their downfall. Yep. I, I, I think the one interesting thing to note also is – the Chiefs have yet to play with Mahomes a road playoff game. Right. Ever. Crazy. Ever. Crazy. Like, the only road playoff game well, is Super Bowl. Bowls. Right. 
Where like te- like the only technical road one was the Bucks one because the Bucks yeah. had home game right. technically. Uh, the other one's a neutral site game. Yeah. But through the AFC, Mahomes has never gone on the road. He's been a two or three seed a couple times. Right. But, but the one right. seed all just decides yeah. to lose, and then they get home quarter yeah, Tennessee or, loses. Tennessee, or yeah, whoever. Like, Tennessee lost last year, and then it was Baltimore the couple years before that. I wonder how much different we look at Mahomes if they didn't win that game against San Francisco. If Kyle Shanahan would just ran the ball. Oh yeah, I know. That, and and if Josh Allen just or if the defense this could just not play just, the worst yeah for, for, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway so back to this discussion yeah, here I so. just I I just don't see how if you're a Chiefs fan and this is coming from somebody who always tries to look at the bright side of things because I'm a Lions fan and I have to I just don't see how you do it I just don't understand how you can tell me that you all you are you're a better football team oh well now we have more depth so now Mahomes doesn't have to rely on Tyreek so much come on. Mm-hmm. Come on, Tyreek Hill is not Calvin Johnson. Okay. Yeah, I want to. I want to really look at real quick this under over for I, this team. I was team. just about to ask you, do you have an under over for the? I piece? can find it. Win totals. Let's see. Yeah, because I am fascinated to see is Mahomes just that big of a factor for Vegas? Ten and a half. That's not I, honestly. Yeah, and that's bad. not that's really that bad because no, I could definitely bad. see eleven. All right, but their schedule is a breakdown. We we go through their schedule right now because too. Their can, a because of their cannibalism of of playing each other in the division, right? What are the odds that two of these teams don't even make the playoffs? I mean, there's there's a good chance of that, right? I so so here's so I think the idea comes from is I think everyone just thinks this division is just so like next level amazing. Star power perspective, they have the most star power by far. Yeah, but I do think that because the Chargers team wise is so much better, I think I wouldn't be shocked if we sat here in January and said, "Wow, the Chargers five and one this division." Yeah, right. Like I think you, maybe you split on the road, you, against, on the road uh, against the Chiefs, you lose everywhere else, you just sweep. Yeah, because uh, like uh, Raiders don't. If I was if I'm sitting here as a Chargers fanboy, right? I go the Raiders don't really scare me. Yeah, that like Devontae Adams there. Well, but it, it, here's the thing too: if you're the Chargers, there is not a single position on the field right now, and we just went through each one, each position group that you're fourth, where, where, where you are by far and away like this is a massive hole. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Murray. Very good middle linebacker, right? You've got the pass rush that people can only dream of. You've got the secondary. You can you can lose two secondary pieces yeah. and still have Michael Davis right. come in and be fine. And you've got a roughly top six quarterback, if I'm being generous, mm-hmm. on there. And you have two wide receivers that still nobody gives credit to. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives Keenan Allen enough credit for yeah. what he is. Um, maybe the worst position you have on the field is tight end. That, to me, speaks volumes. Now, yeah. you're never going to have five legit studs at offensive line. Yeah. Only the Lions have that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but, even Vitae, yeah, I, yeah, we can like, live or die yeah. with. But By having three to four? Yeah. And you go, man, you've got a prime left tackle in Rashawn Slater. You've got a top five center, center in Corey Lindsley. You've got a first-round pick playing guard. So you've got talent yeah. sprinkled everywhere. Yeah. I just don't see how the Chargers don't get it done. Yeah. So when we, yeah. So when I when I said going into this whole idea of yeah. going through all these rosters, yeah, I think the two best rosters yeah. are the Bills and the Chargers. I agree. And people were like, eh, really? And then you break. And down. then you break down the teams and you go, yeah. find me your weaknesses in those right. two teams. Now I can't wait next week or two weeks from now to break down the four division winners because Buffalo is going to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so like so, go over. so the NFC, I kind of oh, forgot. So we have Green Bay in the NFC North. Yep. We have Tampa Bay in the NFC South. Rams. Rams. Did we say Eagles? 
or do we see Dallas? Ooh, I have to, I have to go re-listen yeah, to that. Maybe yeah, we're gonna have to go. Back I to I think we went, I think we decided Eagles. I think we did too. I think we did too. I but but now I'm like thinking of Dallas's team. I'm like, did we really do that? Because like Dallas is like not that bad. So I'm, I'm like, I don't remember which one we decided on. I still on. think it's the Eagles. I still think it was Eagles. I, I'm gonna. I want to say I'm gonna have to go back and listen. But to we're gonna have to go back and listen to that. But we yeah. know for sure. So next week we're gonna go through Green Bay Rams. Bucks and probably Eagles. Eagles or Dallas. Eagles or Dallas, and do this exact same thing. The week after that, we're gonna do. Can we just kind of? Can we just agree to disagree, or or just agree to say that they're probably gonna be fourth in the rest of the division? Eagles. (laughs) Next week, (laughs) quarterback. No receivers. No. Like, yeah, it's like, going to be tough. Yeah, so. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to be there. I think it is Eagles. I think their defense is going to be better. I think, I, I think better the defense, because of the name value, I think was yeah. better. So I think that, I think we Well, I got to go back. We'll look. To but yeah, we'll, we'll have to double check the Eagles. Yeah. That was, I was thinking of those teams as I was driving here. I was like, I think it was Eagles, but I don't remember. Because that division is so bad. I was like, yeah. I just don't remember which one we decided was best. Yeah. And then the AFC, in two weeks from yeah. today, we're going to be doing uh, Baltimore, <laughs> Buffalo. Wow. Chargers, Colts. Well, all of a sudden, the Colts don't not look very good. Colts are the same thing with the Eagles, yeah. right? I go, yeah. Maybe D line. Maybe I don't even know if you can even say that. D line running back will be there. Oh yeah, running back. They'll definitely have running back edge more than anything else. But everything else, receiver, know. no. O line, maybe. O line's pretty good. Chargers, pretty good. But yeah, so yeah, that, anyway, that's that's yeah. what we're gonna do. And then the week after, so uh, Labor, Labor Day weekend, yep. we're gonna be doing who's the, well. Actually, we could probably do best roster in football. The same time we do the AFC, but then we're gonna do our pick every single game. Yep. Because that'll be four days before the regular season starts. Yeah, I can't wait for the regular season. It's gonna be a good time. Um, we're gonna go through every single game like we do every year. It's a lot of fun. I, I highly suggest you guys do it. Through. If you if you haven't done it too, look it up in 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 preparation for our episode in a couple weeks here because it's it's a lot of fun when you do it because yeah. you, you there's yeah. no way you can keep track and yeah. you you are surprised. Yeah. Go on your phone. Go to playoffpredictor.com. Yeah. Hit the NFL 2022 season and then. Without looking at the records, you just yep. pick every just game that you games. think is going to win, and you'll be shot by like week six. You go, I don't remember what team, what record this is. Yeah. So now you just kind of have to Do go. I have with the that. Lions at four and two. Oh crap! Oh, I got to put some losses yeah. in here somewhere. But then you'll forget. <laughs> but then you'll forget that you have the Lions at four and two. So yeah. it's like it, I feel like it's your most genuine. Yeah, because you're reaction. just going based on all right initial reactions of the rosters who do i think is better it's yeah. a lot it's a hell of a lot of fun i can't wait to do it in a couple weeks here that's gonna be for this week's show though next week nfc division winner uh positional breakdown is gonna be a lot of fun um, we hope so we hope so we may <laughs> talk to kevin durant saga hopefully something else happens there got a lot of stuff coming your way though next week guys that's gonna be for this week's show on behalf of the missing whale man he's the merc so mike merkel i'm the mouth of michigan rob mendeka we will see you guys as always next time